Welcome to the weekly podcast of East Point Church of God. Pastor Larry Sterling, we invite you to join us in a service soon. We're located at 379 Avenue A, East Point, Florida. Our service times are 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. on Sundays and 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. We pray that this week's message inspires you to shine the light of Christ to those around you. As we are journeying through the Old Testament, and we've been in Genesis for a little while, we're not staying in just primarily in the Old Testament, but we are journeying through the names of God found in the Old Testament. And we have gone through several over the last several weeks. And this morning, the Holy Spirit put in my, deposited in my spirit the word Adonai, the word Adonai, which is found in Genesis chapter 15 when Abram addresses God. He says in verse 2, but Abram said, Adonai, what will you give me? This is an important name of God because it, it has one particular meaning. It has one particular phrase. It has one particular understanding, and that is Lord or Master. But it's specifically, the, the I part of it means my Lord or my Master. This, this term Adonai gives us insight and our position of who we are in Christ. We are not just foreigners and strangers, but when we pray and call on Adonai, what we are doing is we are aligning ourselves with God Almighty, and we are saying, Lord, we recognize that we belong to you. There's a word that, that, we, that we hear with this understanding, and that is redeemer or redemption. The word Adonai gives us insight that we, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, no matter what happens in your life, what you face, Adonai is there. Your redeemer, your help, your hope, your instructor, he is everything to you. That's what Adonai means. He is your everything. He is your master. He's your Lord. Now, I want to go a little bit further into this, and, and a part of the time that we we, we, we sometimes don't understand what it truly means to be redeemed. We don't really grasp in many cases, at least myself, I don't understand the depth of what redemption really means. What, what does it mean to be redeemed by God? What does it mean that God has bought you? What does it mean that God has provided or paid the price for you? Scriptures talk about this on a regular basis about being redeemed. It talks about it all through the Word of God. In fact, First, First Corinthians chapter six, verse nineteen. The Bible says, "Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, from whom you have from God, and you are not your own?" Verse twenty. For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are. God's. First Peter 1.17 says, And if you call on the Father who is without partiality, judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time your stay here in fear, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish, without spot. So this, this understanding of, of redemption, what does it mean to be redeemed? 
says the Bible says you are redeemed. The Bible says that you are bought at a price. The Bible says these things. But I think we confuse it sometimes when we, when, when we misunderstand the significance of what redemption really is over us and what it, what it fully means for an individual. And I think our misunderstanding gets us to a place sometimes that we, we live in a constant breaking down or a constant uh, trying to do right and falling apart and having trouble here and having trouble there when we misunderstand what it means to fully be redeemed. Being redeemed literally as means being bought. It means that, that you, you were bought. You may say, well, I didn't know I was for sale. Well, you are. You're, the, the world is out to buy you. Sin has bought you. In fact, the word of God clearly tells us that we were all born into this world as slaves of sin. As a slave of sin, that means that a slave is somebody that has no choice on who their master is. They're, they have no choice on, on how, they, how they're going to live their life. They're going to be what their master tells them they're going to be. doesn't matter what, what, it may, what they may enjoy in life. A slave has no, has no claim to anything. And the Word of God tells us that, that you are slaves to sin. That means sin determines your destiny. Sin determines where you are, what's going on. Sin determines your weaknesses. It, it examines your body. It examines where you are, where you are weak, and it, it, and it grips you. Like we sing about a chain. It, it, it grabs a chain around your being and you are bound by this thing of sin that you cannot escape from. It is not something that you, that you can with your own mind say, well, I'm going to be better tomorrow or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. I'm going to break this chain. I'm telling you, no, when you are a slave to sin, as every human being born into this world is, then you are a slave. You cannot escape that. You don't have the ability to pay the price for your sin. But then it goes on even deeper. If you've been in the church for any long period of time, we you, you hear about redemption and you hear about the blood of Jesus and how powerful it is and how wonderful the blood of Jesus is because it washes away our sin and it pays the price for our sin. But I think what God, the, the, the major thing God's wanting me to, to grab, want you to grab a hold of this morning when it comes to Adonai, when it comes to what it means to mean of Lord and master of your life, when what he desires for you to do isn't so much that you understand so much that God has redeemed you individually, but what he has done with his power and might as far exceeds what we can even imagine. You see, Let's put it like this. Let's say you have a business. Let's say you own this business and you're running this business, but you have borrowed a significant amount of money from the local bank. This particular bank owns the note on your business. If you can't pay your bill, they own your business, right? That's the way it works. Technically, you can say you own it, but you don't because somebody else has you have a lien on that, on that particular thing. You are working with it. Let's say you have a home. You say you own your home. That's true if you're making your payments on time. But technically, the bank owns your home. If you don't try, try not paying for a couple months. See who really owns it. You know, it's not one of the, you don't own it. Why? In a sense, you are a slave to the bank. They own the piece of paper that says you, this belongs to them. See, this is, 
And sometimes we think of redemption as this, that I have a debt and Jesus came to the bank and he paid off my debt at the bank, and he and now I I I am free. Well, that's somewhat true, but the, what what really you got to realize is that in high finance, that's not the way it works. If you are a multi-billionaire, you don't. If you want to buy a particular business, you don't even talk to the business owner. You don't talk to what they're doing. What you do is you talk to the bank. Because you don't have to worry about buying their business from them. You just got to buy the bank. And guess what you do? You own the business. Like, y'all follow me here. All right? Jesus didn't buy just you. He bought the bank. That's what you got to get. He didn't just buy your life and your freedom. He bought it all. He bought the bank. There is no sin that he cannot cover because he bought the bank. There is no iniquity that he cannot forgive because he bought it. He he, he didn't just buy you. He bought the bank and you come along with him because here's the deal. Every knee shall bow to Adonai. Every tongue shall confess. God does not like anybody else getting glory. God does not like anybody else getting the, getting, being bowed down to. God doesn't want you bowing down to sin. And God doesn't want you bowing down to the enemy. So what did he do? He bought the bank. And so that means in this life, if you kneel before the Lord, he, you are saying, I surrender myself to you, Adonai. I surrender myself to my Lord, my master, and I, I have no way to pay off my debt. I have no way to finish this thing. So what I do is I kneel before you, Lord. And then what does he do? He looks down at your account number that's in this bank of sin, and he says, all right, now I'm going to purge this the debt that you owe, that owe to sin and owe to iniquity I'm going to delete it from my file and as long it doesn't exist anymore and one day you walk, you walked into the bank of sin and you were bound by that but because Jesus owns the bank guess what happens every knee that bows to him in this life their sin debt is cancelled by the power of Adonai the master and the ruler of it all This is the essence that you got to realize in your spirit. We're not talking about just some kind of little God who, who you, you pray to and, and, and you hope everything turns up. I'm telling you, this is the God, the Lord, the creator of it all, the master and savior who has bought the bank of sin and will not allow anybody to go to hell without first bowing their knee to him. What do I mean by that? That Bible tells me in Philippians chapter 2 that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, Adonai, to the God, to the glory of God the Father. What does that mean for you? That means that right now, if you want to be delivered from your sin debt, if you want to be delivered from what you owe, the sin and the bank of sin, then you've got to come bow in this life to Adonai. But if you don't do it now, he's, you have to bow later. You have to bow later. Why? Because he bought the bank. 
So if you want to rebel against the bank owner, if you want to rebel against the owner that owns the destinies of men and owns the destinies of humanity, go right ahead. But your rebellion is going to end on your last breath because then you're going to see the owner of us all who bought us and paid for us. And you will kneel before him there and declare that he is Adonai, that he is Lord, that he is Savior, and that he is truly there. And the Bible says you will have to depart from him and spend eternity to think about what you have done, how you have rejected his love, how you've rejected his redemption. He didn't ask you to pay for it. He didn't ask you to do anything. He gave it as a free gift to you. You don't have to come up with money. You don't have to be better. You don't have to do certain enormous things to receive it. Why? He's not interested in what you give. He's interested in you, not your money, not your home, not your talent. He's interested in you. He bought your heart. He bought your life. He bought your destiny. He bought your home. He bought everything about you. He bought your breath that's in your body. He bought you. You belong to him, and you can't escape that. Amen. You see, the world doesn't want to bow their knee to Adonai. They don't want to bow their knee to the master. They don't want to bow. And so they rebel. And in their rebellion, their sin corrupts them. Their sin destroys them. Their sin consistently pulls them away from God to a destiny that will ultimately end away in hell in without God. But finally, Jesus said, you don't have to go that way. You don't have to be this way. You don't have to lose everything. Why? Because Adonai showed up when darkness invaded this world and humanity lost it all and could not find a way out and had given ever their destiny to the forces of darkness in the garden of Eden what God decided to do is he decided that he was going to be the one that was going to take it upon his shoulders and he sent his only begotten son named Jesus Christ born of flesh and also fully God and fully man this same Jesus he came into this world born of the virgin Mary lived a perfect Perfect life, live a fantastic life, healing and delivering, showing everybody what a true person in God would look like, what the glory of God looks like. Listen to me, we live so far down beneath the glory of God, it's embarrassing when we realize how far below the glory that we have. When you start flowing in the glory, the presence of God goes with you wherever you are. When you start flowing in glory, the enemy has to bow before the glory of God, not you and not everything around you. They're not bowing to you. They're they're bowing to the glory of the Son of God who loves you and gave himself for you and put in you your life, your hope, your redemption, your freedom today. This is what he did. So then he lived perfectly and then he went to the cross and he died for your redemption. He died for your freedom. He died for these things and that cross bought the bank. Hmm. Praise the Lord. Man, I tell you, it's easy preaching up here today. I need water. I'm running out of breath. And when you hear this understanding, the mercy of God bought it all. He bought everything. He bought the situation. You say, well, I'm, I'm bound by this. Uh, but what you don't understand is if you get to the end of your sin, there stands Jesus that I already own it, son. 
you, 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 th- you think, well, I, I, this, this addiction has got me so down, I, I can't, no, you don't understand. He's already bought it. This, this trouble, this trial that you've got, that is, this bound you up, what are you doing? When you go to the end of it, guess who owns it? Jesus. Oh, listen to me, church. There is redemption in the blood of Jesus. We, 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 oh, my goodness. We have gone so far that, that we forget the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. The, the anointing that comes through understanding that there is nothing in this world that Adonai does not already own. He already owns it all. He already owns the cattle in a thousand hills. He already owns the redemption. He already owns everything. I'm telling you, there is no disease. There is no trial. There is nothing that you face right now in your sickness, in your body, nothing at all that he does not already own and has to leave when he tells it to leave. Praise the Lord. He determines the end from the beginning. He's already in your tomorrow, granting to you amnesty over the situation of the debt that was coming against you. Your sin should have destroyed you, but he paid your way out of where you are already. I'm telling you, your victory's already been paid for tomorrow before the trial ever shows up because he's already at and high in your tomorrow, already healed your past, already delivering your present and going into your future. Do not misunderstand the power of Jesus. Jesus Christ and the glory of your Savior who does not fail nor falter nor slumber. He knows how to deliver those that trust in him. He knows how to make a way where there seems to be no way. He knows how to pay the bill when you don't have the money to pay the bill. He knows how to heal the body when you don't know how to heal the body. He knows how to deliver you up the righteous out of your situation. Why? He owns it all. He is Adonai. He is master. He is Lord, he is Savior, he is Redeemer, he is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is Adonai today. Praise the Lord. You have, we, we have gone to a place where we, we somehow feel like we're on our own. Listen, you're not on your own. Depression has you. At the end of your depression, there stands Jesus. Just turn it over today. Mm. At the end of every circumstance of trial that so easily besets us, there stands Jesus. He already bought the bank. Oh, come on. He's already bought your freedom. He's already bought. I don't care what your account says. I don't care what you got involved in when you were a child. I don't care what you did 10 years ago. I don't care what you did yesterday. He bought the bank, my friend. And when he bought the bank, he bought it all. And there's nothing that he cannot heal, forgive, or set free today. Bless the Lord. When we realize... The, the authority that Adonai has. We stop surrendering to the things of this world and pretending that we have that we are in a place where we cannot be free. Listen, in Jesus Christ there is no excuse. There is only freedom. In Jesus Christ, he, he, he doesn't want your excuses. He's already paid for them. All he wants is your surrender and watch him move. Oh, watch him move when you just throw yourself down and say, God, I'm tired of trying. All I want to do is live and be free and watch what he does. Watch what he does when you surrender to the Lord God Almighty. Watch what he does. 
The Bible tells us in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by His blood through faith to demonstrate His righteousness, because in His forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. Here we are right now. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. But now we have redemption. We have justification meaning that we are declared guiltless before a holy God. He has, he owns it all. He is in control of it all. And those who trust in him, their account is cleared and deleted. I don't care what you want to bring up to him. You don't, you tried bringing up your past to the master. He's, why are you bringing up an understanding of old debts? Didn't you burn that up when I took it out of you? Didn't you forget about it? Cause I don't have any record of your wrong and I don't have what you were involved in. What I have is your destiny written in front of you. I have your future set down. I have your your hope right in front of you. I have your destiny set before you. And what the world has tried to remind you about your past, I'm reminding you of your future and telling you don't listen to what they're saying about you. But grab a hold of me today. Man, I feel God in this place this morning. You don't need to... mm. You stop listening to the voices in your head that's trying to push you beneath its feet. Listen to the voice of Adonai this morning that tells you that you are redeemed. There is a beautiful passage as we get near the close here. There's a beautiful passage found it's in a couple of different places. But in Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 tells us something wonderful. Colossians 1 13 says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us. And the kingdom into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Now hear me today. Colossians 1.13. He has delivered you from the power of darkness and conveyed you, brought you into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Oh, how beautiful it is to know that where, you see, in the kingdom of God there is only love. That's it. There, there's nothing, there's, the Bible tells us that his kingdom, God, is love. You have to recognize that love is the preeminent thing, but not the way the world defines love. The way the world defines love is based upon their earthly passions, their earthly understanding, their fleshly concept of love, the love of God is this, is is goes far beyond what we in this life completely understand or could completely understand. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it defines for us a little bit about that love. The Bible says it, it says love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity but rejoices in truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Why? Verse 8 tells us because love never fails. This is the currency of the kingdom of God, the love. If you learn how to love people and you learn how to love God, you'll move mountains. 
If you won't love God and you won't love others, you're not going to get anywhere in the kingdom. Why? Because he's Adonai. He is control of the destiny. He's in control of the kingdom. He's in control of it all. And he has exchanged this filthy lucre that we call money, this filthy thing that we call finance, and what we use to get ahead in this world. He's exchanged it for the currency of love. That if you need anything in your life and you need any situ- anything in your home, you need anything, I can tell you, you want to attract the presence of the Lord, bring yourself to a place of love. Love them. Love them through the power of the kingdom of God. Love them through the Holy Spirit. Love them by the power of God and you will watch the fire of God. The Bible says heap coals of fire on top of their head. Why? Because you are doing the work of the kingdom of Adonai. You are showing love. Love to those around you. When you love them, they won't know what to do with it. They, when you love them, and I tell you, in America today, this is the greatest problem that we are facing right now more than anything else. We have lost our first love. We have lost this ability to love one another. We have started going down roads of, uh, of understanding that, that we are fighting for this thing and fighting for that thing. Listen to me. There is no fighting in the kingdom of God. There's only victory in the kingdom of God. I don't have to fight any battle in a sense. He's already fought my battles and won it. I just got to receive the victory in my life. Any kind of battle I'm facing is an internal battle that I've got to deal with inside of myself. But all I got to know is tomorrow I've won. That battle's been won. Tomorrow, the next day I've already won. The month from now I've already won. What I got to fight is this flesh in myself that tells me that I haven't won. I tell you, you have won by the blood of Jesus Christ and by his word and by his Bible and by this, by his stripes that he gave for you on your behalf. The love of God that while you were still sinners, Christ died for you. He didn't ask of you anything. He didn't require of you anything. All he asked of you was to surrender to him and then let me take care of the rest. Oh my goodness. Jesus. Father has conveyed you out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of His love in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. So lastly, the Bible says in Revelation 5, 9, it tells us our song, this song of redemption, this song of freedom, this song of hope. Revelation tells us in 5, 8, Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. And they sang a new song. What does this mean? It's a song that you can't sing unless unless your account's been cleared by the blood. It's a song that you're not allowed to sing. It's not a, why? Because in the Bible, songs come from your being. It comes from who you are. It comes from the soul. It comes from your heart. When you sing a song, listen, there's a difference between singing a song and singing a song. You know what I'm talking about. There was a, it is not the aesthetics that matters to God. I, 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 I've told you the story before. One of the most beautiful camp meeting, I think I have, camp meeting things that I've ever seen was a, um, a young man at that time who was an evangelist in the state of Louisiana. 
and he he's a he's a little he had slow learning and and he had a, a, a just trouble with certain things, and and he got up one day, and he sang a, a song, and there was no dry eye in that house. The altars of the uh, of camp meeting just filled in. I mean, we had camp meeting music, beautiful music. Well, then this guy gets up, and the world would look at him and laugh. But Jesus, when he started to sing, it was almost like, let me get to the one who's singing from his heart who got the new song deep inside of his being. And it didn't matter that he had the best vocals, and it didn't matter that he stayed on tune because he didn't. But I'm telling you, you could feel the love of God coming out of his song that was coming out of a heart that loved God, that cared about the Lord. And when he sang it, it fell in the house of God. And we all met the Lord that day. God taught us a lesson that it's not about how good you might think you're trying to be. It doesn't matter how it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do excellence it doesn't mean that you shouldn't practice it doesn't mean those things what it means is that what you need to do beyond all those things is see to your heart see to your heart how's your heart with the Lord today how's your heart going on in God today because out of your heart the mouth speaks and when you want to sing a song it's got to come from your heart it's got to come from a heart that's been washed by the blood of the lamb that is count has been paid and it's been freed and whole and well and you yourself will be live in the freedom of the love of God when they sing with the heart of God today and they sing a new song saying you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe tongue people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our gods and we shall reign on earth. That's our song. That's our song. You know how sometimes couples have like songs? This is your song. This is your song with Jesus. This is your song song. This is a song you're going to sing to him all the days of eternity. This is a song you're going to sing how worthy he is. It's a song no, no one else can sing. It's a song that everybody else has to walk away when you walk into the room. Why? Because you were the one that he redeemed and was washed and made whole. And Jesus didn't just stay with one nation out of every tribe, tongue, and people, and nation. He called us all, called to him. We shall be made priests and kings before God. This is your destiny this morning. This is your destiny today. Your Jesus bought the bank. He has it all. He has your destiny. He has your future. He has your tomorrow. And he paid for your past. He's out of time. He does not allow the heart one believes unto righteousness and with 
everybody else may not see the change, but he did the change. He did the healing. He did the delivery. He did the hope that's available for you. Tell this this morning. Every day, every day, get up and confess Jesus. Every day, get up and confess Jesus. In the morning, Jesus tells us, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. In the name of Jesus, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not. Say it again. He bought the bank. He bought the bank. That is your redemption. He bought it all. It held you. So he bought it. And you are free when you kneel before him this morning. Thank you for listening to the weekly podcast of East Point Church of God and Pastor Larry Sterling. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace.